Hey, what's up, everybody? We are here at um, Quinnen's house today, <laughs> and we're just going to be shooting the shit, talking a little bit about everything again, like I have been on the other podcasts. Um, is there anything you want to plug or anything? Uh, no. Uh, well, Coutier Coffee House and uh, Shadow Mountain Coffee. There you go. Uh, you're welcome, Markel and Christy. <laughs> that better get Quinn in a free cup of joe, man. Uh, so I started this just because I like to bullshit with my friends. I uh, love podcasting. So we start. Uh, first time I met Quinnen that I remember, it was either one of two things. Your dad was cutting my hair because our dads worked together at the mill. Mm-hmm. And elementary school, we were both in elementary school. And uh, it was in... After school sometime in September. And I was like, why has he got these? He had these black gloves on. And then and that intrigued me. I was like, what do you got those gloves on for? And you're like, oh, is it case and somebody tries to initiate me? These are lead-based gloves. I was like, and I remember thinking, who the fuck is going to try to initiate us? Because I was like in fifth grade or fourth grade. So you're either in fourth or third. But you just push your fists up like this, like you're ready to fight. You're like, nobody's going to touch me, man. My dad gave me these gloves. Now, what were those gloves? Do you remember? I don't remember what they were for, but I do remember the gloves. And uh, the reason why I was freaked out was actually because up the road for me, Dale Baines got initiated. Oh, was he in the trailer court with you too? He was in the trailer court. And so I got a bunch of GI Joes and, uh, like I got the um, the big hovercraft, the Orca is what I think the name of it is. The big GI Joe hovercraft. That thing's badass, by the way. GI yeah. Joes. So when me and Quinnen were kids, these GI Joes they were they weren't the bigger ones that our parents grew up with. They were what the five about yeah four inch five inch uh, with the rubber band in between them, and you could mix and match them all. Fuck yeah, take apart Frankenstein that shit. But that hovercraft is what he's talking about. I wanted that fucking hovercraft, by the way. Like, sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, well, and so I, I saw him upset or something, and he was always a really cool kid in their neighborhood, and he just gave me all these GI Joes that he had got done playing with, and ah, uh, he was sixteen or you know was was driving or had girlfriends, and so he didn't want toys <laughs> no more. And then I just saw him upset about getting initiated. I don't know if he got egged or somebody. I don't know. Something squirreled him or gave him a uh, whatever the fuck wedgie or something, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Dale's all freaked out, man. No way. <laughs> They're coming for you next in your mind, right? Yeah, you know, as a you're little th- kid. third or fourth grade. You're like, "Well, this guy's getting something bad. It's gonna come to me next." Then, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that explains. I just remember being like, "Holy shit!" This he's got these gloves, man. But yeah, like I said, I want to say they had they were. Weighted gloves, they right? Were weighted gloves, and they had them uh, like a lead or sand in the uh, knuckles, and it was just, you know. Super... On impact, it would fuck somebody up. Yeah, super <laughs> hard. And I don't remember what they were for. It was probably something for the mill. I'm pretty sure everybody had a pair yeah. of those. Yeah. So like I said, I just remember you saying, My dad gave me these. And I was like, Holy shit, man. My dad didn't give me shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and on that kind of note, too, I guess, like I said, your dad, did he have a barber chair in your guys' trailer? Mm-hmm. Okay, then I did get my hair cut from him there, and I think I think he cut my hair one time when we were in middle school, too, at your guys' newer, when you guys first got that place. Mm-hmm. Probably. But, yeah, I just remember getting home from school, 
I'm assuming school, wherever the fuck, playing outside, but big old bushy res hair. It's like, come on. It's like, oh, where are we going? Oh, you and Milo are getting a haircut from HB. Who? You know? <laughs> and we get there, like, oh, I, okay, I know, kind of know him. You know, I don't know. I didn't know your brother Josh that much. Went in there, cut my hair, and we just kind of talked because at that time, the only thing we really had in common were comic books. And it was just, we weren't at your guy's house but an hour. Yeah. And then uh, we took off, and then, like I said, either the haircut happened or the glove thing happened. But one of those those two things did happen. And then cut to uh, middle school, and we're all just kind of running around, playing basketball together, battle of the classes and shit. Yep. And I did a read. <laughs> yeah. Did you, How far did you get on there? Did you make it to the uh, end? Uh, I did pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever made it to the end, but I was always traveling, so... It was uh, as long as I wasn't at the bottom end of the pack. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to ever lead it. I'm, but I had Elizabeth in my class, so she was probably <laughs> leading the pack, too. Were you in Battle of the Books? Uh, no, I, no, I don't remember. I don't think so, because I traveled all the time for dancing anyways. Yeah, so when did you start Indian dancing? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Yeah. Now, were you forced by a family member, or were you, like, very intrigued at that age? Uh... I think, I don't know, I think I was kind of forced at first, but that's only because there was only like five boys, so maybe, maybe six. Off like, the top of my head from, now I'm, I know you'll know, off the top of my head there was you, yeah. uh, Martine, right? Yeah. Jackie, yep. Mikey L, mm -hmm. Wilma, Wilma Reese. And uh, was Gavin in your group? Nope. Nope. Gene. Gene. Sorry, Gene. What about Carl Butchie? No. Or did he join in or elementary? Elementary. And then probably when he went to the Bible Baptist, he never went back. Oh, okay. So who was, was it Sissy and Auntie Barb? Who were your... Uh... And Yvonne and Sarah Booth. I forgot. Yvonne. Yeah. Damn, a lot of... But... Kizzy, Desiree, Bambi. Oh, yeah. Kenny Samuelson, Nick Wellington, Bill Wellington. Yeah. Um, but when I started, David Scott. That's right. Was Gina in there too then? Yeah. Thomas uh, was probably in your group, right? Marshall. Marshall. Nathan. Marshall, you fucking punk. Anyways, yeah, Nate. Good old cousin Nate. I forgot he was in there. Yeah. I mean, Auntie Barb's <laughs> kind of, you know. Not saying he wasn't, but it's just like, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So you guys would, would you guys go to Old Malacatla or just? We went there once, but they, we went there so long ago. Robert Duncan and Sandra were dancing with us. Oh, so we're talking we're, elementary yeah, then. Elementary. That's a long ass time ago. Yeah. But <laughs> we took the Canadians version of that G.I. Joe hovercraft over there because it's really shallow water. So we had to go over the basically the mud flats to get to Old Malacatla. Now, was this taken from Prince Rupert? Yeah, I'm guessing. So. Uh, assuming, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I know we're. I know I'm trying to go fucking <laughs> way back on you here, but I mean, I was a kid. I, yeah. I just knew I wasn't in, at home, and I was traveling with my second family. <coughs> yeah. Trips, you know. So, so, where else did you guys go besides Prince oh. Rupert in Canada? Did you guys go down Lower Forty Eights and dance? Arizona, Klamath Falls, Seattle. Um, we See. Went 
quite a bit of well, so you guys were doing a lot of fundraising then huh yeah walkathons trashathons i remember those yeah all the time and so that's why you know it didn't really matter if i beat everybody yet because i was always fundraising to go on the next trip yeah me. okay okay plus two why the fuck would you want to do all that other shit if you've got this stuff planned where you know you're going to be, <laughs> you know, you got your spending money, you're like, said, you're going away with your second family, you're dancing, yeah. doing something you love, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then, uh, so that's middle school, right? Ketchikan, Prince of Wales, Juno, Fairbanks, Nome, went all over. All the way up to Nome? Yeah. Anchorage. Dang, man. Yeah. And these weren't like, few day trips either these were like a week or two right minimum it was at least five days because you know well one day before to travel one day come back and so five days there yeah so, so you're gonna uh, a legit week then just dancing and then well well we'd have we do homework but we'd go and you know share the culture with all the other places that we went and uh have pretty cool experiences yeah tasha oh yeah Anderson. tasha was in there yeah. i forgot that's a big-ass group you guys had. Fucking big-ass. And a very active group, too, because I remember in middle school, like I said, when me and you kind of uh, started talking again, not that we hate each other, but we just started talking again. Um, I remember just, because uh, I had friends in that dance, like Gene, you know, mm -hmm. I remember going to watch, and then that's where I would see, see you. Now, did you or Carl wear a headdress? Uh, I did. You did? Yeah. Was it white? Yeah. Okay. See, that's what stands out, <laughs> you know? And I don't remember what your design was on the front. It was a raven. It was like a, a raven. I'm pretty sure they still got it. Yeah. Like it's, uh, I don't know who's doing the, the group now, um, but I'm pretty sure they still have all the uh, donated regalia because it's really nice stuff. Hell yeah, it is. And uh, like I said, that, that's what I remember seeing you at is because I was staying night at Jean's a lot back then. And oh, he's got an Indian dance. I'm like, OK, well, I'll go watch. And then when he's done, which everything runs on Indian time, you know, so we're not you guys probably don't dance till almost midnight sometimes at shit in Matlakatla, you know, Raising the roof at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's fucking true, too, man. <laughs> and the place was packed. It wasn't like just your guys' family. It was like the entire community. You know, which around that same time, did you play Little League when I played Little League 2 then? Yes. What teams yeah. were you on? Man, I was on a couple different ones. Uh, the best team you're on Little League? Off the top, on the top, off the top of my head? Yeah. I want to say it was the Bullets. I don't know, though. Was Hank Smith your coach for the yes. Bullets? Yes. Oh, okay. I was on the Bullets, too, my second, fifth grade, though. No, no, no. no <laughs> I, I was... Uh, Delma was one of my coaches. So yeah, she was a coach. She was yeah. very active back then. Yeah. Um, Delma Gogart, right? Yeah. Okay. And who was the other one? Oh, well, her her boyfriend at the time too was a, a different year, but uh, Wilfred Chalmers. Oh yeah, he was a coach, right? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Holy shit. So, you know, I'd see you at Little League games, play against you. Sometimes me and you weren't good enough to play, <laughs> but whatever, we had fun. Did you make it on the All-Star teams? No, I don't think so. No. But like you said, you had other interests. It wasn't like 
were well ball was life but it was still i had other stuff to do because well you'd be at the courts playing with us yeah every time every time but you weren't like into it like the rest of us were at that moment well, you know I knew I wasn't going to be six foot six. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I was Indian dancing and I was like, all right, well, found my niche because it was. And traveling. And traveling all the time. So when you're going on these trips, were you looking for comic book stores? Well, we or were, were you looking for bookstores to find book, these? I say, it wasn't really comic book yeah. stores, but we go to the Walden, big Walden books. Oh, man. Run to the, to the magazine section and look for the comics and go, all right, cool. Then I'd run over and try and find all the graphic novels that I could and just like, all right, what's new that I haven't seen before? <laughs> what was your favorite? What were you looking for? Well, different genres, different things, but uh, like, okay, so pre-image, yes. pre, pre-spawn, any of that, I was all about the blue and the gold X-Men team from the early 90s, like 1990 oh. with the blue and gold Wolverine, like all of that. Oh, okay. Um... Because the same guy that started the run that everybody knows, he finished the series before that. And so I just uh, saw some really good artists and then go over to Robert's house and <laughs> see Henry's comics. <laughs> Try to trade or borrow, right? Well, at least be like, all right, well, that's what I should be doing is protecting these, you know. So be going to comic shops because... Catch Ken had a couple too. Well, that was going to be my next question. Did you <laughs> occupy the collection agency? I did. That That is the what, what you're talking about with the cover with the white hard back cardboard in the back. That's the first time I saw that. And my brother brought me there. And uh, like the first one I saw because he was like, I'm here to buy Death in the Family. And I was like, whoa, whoa what? <laughs> Death in the Family. Fucking Robin got killed in this issue. And I was like... Dude, don't fucking tell me before I read it. But that that's where I found out. And then it was, for me, he was like, well, you got to get your own. You can't be taking mine all the time. So he bought me a Punisher. So that's how I got involved in the Punisher. But back to you with the X-Men and blue and gold. Uh, Well, I don't know. It was It's kind of weird. Like, because uh, yeah, I just did more of the X-Men than the, uh, than the Punisher. Yeah. I don't know. My old man was pretty strict, so yeah, we're we're gonna get into that. Don't worry, bro. <laughs> nothing too gory, bloody with the uh, with the killing because Punisher was kind of gory. I'm about to say, say so yeah. you weren't getting the Punisher. Well, I got a few, but it would be random, different ones. So it would be like, would your mom sneak you a Punisher copy? Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, if I specifically talked to her and asked her, she'd get me whatever. But yeah, like uh. I'd make sure it would have like Jigsaw's face on there. Oh, so, okay. So, so like whatever villain he was doing, it wasn't showing the villain getting shot up. It would just show whoever the Punisher is going to fight. Oh, okay. And so uh, they weren't bloody yet. <laughs> and then like... Uh, <laughs> That's a smart move though. Doctor Strange. And my dad was just all against Doctor Strange because of the occult and... Uh, Christ- you know, Quick rip- tidbit. Quinnen <laughs> had to go to church a lot and he was... Probably one of the few people that I knew that went to church on Wednesdays, right? Yeah. Church of God with, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that went with you, but they're not here right now. But yeah, it was always like, nah, man, as we got older, it's like, nah, man, got church on Wednesday, bro. <laughs> and Sunday. But yeah, your dad. Well, that's why I got a job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that too, bro. <laughs> we'll get to that too. And why, <laughs> you know. But, so, you're getting these different comics. Now, 
as you get older and older, so like you said, you get to go to Walden Books when you're down in Phoenix or, you know, or the uh, plaza well, here, yeah. you know, we had it here. We had, what, two two or three spin racks of comics there in the Tay for us. And then just off to the side, like you said, there were the graphic novels. What was your favorite graphic novel? Back then, actually, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I remember going through a big Conan phase. Ooh. And so, like, Conan the Destroyer, Conan the Barbarian. I wow. liked, uh, I liked, I liked the big swords, and I liked how it was black and white. It was just, it was, it was, it different. was black and white. It, I it, forgot it, that. It, 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 to me, it was just different because I'm used to seeing all the color from all the regular comics that I read, and just to see the, you know, this Arnold-looking dude with a big monster sword, yeah, saber-toothed tigers, and him fighting minotaurs, and oh, you know, okay. crazy stuff. I'm like, huh, that's kind of cool. You know, because it was bloody, but there was no color. I was about to say, so, <laughs> so did, uh, is that where Frank Miller took his Sin City comic from then? Made it black and white, or do you know? I, I think it was just a, a trying of a style, a different style. Yeah. In a different genre, but probably where he got a good push from it. Because, Cause, well, the good thing with Frank Miller's is, besides it being the black and the white, it's way he does the detective part of it you know that's that's true i mean it's not just the artistry it's the way he uh puts that story together on the panel so that's a good fucking you're i mean obviously people love the conan movies but to hear you say that that was your comic is something fucking totally different that's awesome man um quick jump forward did you like that remake of conan I actually haven't watched all of it. I uh, watched a little bit, but I'm like, ah, eh, eh I don't know, you know. Because uh, Jason Momoa didn't really hit his stride until after that movie came out. It was, it was. Like he'd obviously be a better Conan right now. Yes. Um. But anyways, uh, yeah. Don't you're not missing much, bro. <laughs> so okay, so we're in middle school now, and you know, I'd see Quinn around more because we're a little bit older and. He's still Indian dancing and all this other good stuff. And then um, I get to high school. And then uh, I would talk. I remember talking to you and you'd be like, no, man, I got family in Florida. I was like, yeah, right. You're like, no, man, I got family in Florida. And then uh, we, we, I remember talking to you about that. And then um, so now it's beginning of the very beginning of my sophomore year. And at that point, we would me and Merle. And whoever else, we'd always see you and we'd always chop it up. You were hanging out with Leland a little bit more back then and whoever else. But um, I was at the teen center and I think that was when Kevin McKeon was running it, 93. Anyways, it was fucking raining and blowing. I was fucking rolling solo. And I was just, I was the only one at the teen center. And then the door flew open and I was like, what the fuck? And then boom! Boom! holy shit and i ran over i was like hold did you just drop that chick that that girl he dropped is jackie <laughs> and martine was laughing and i couldn't tell if jackie was crying or not you're like it's fucking raining out man i thought i had a better grip and i looked down and jackie was like crying or something i don't know if she fucking she smacked her head hard. Yeah. I feel like she... <laughs> I don't mean to bring it up. And, <laughs> it, and I was just like, holy shit. And then she it looked like Jackie got embarrassed because she was crying in front of somebody she doesn't really fucking know. And then uh, anyways, um, besides that, 
I remember thinking, holy shit, man. I was like, where'd you get that hat? And it was just, you were just kind of like, I told you I go to Florida, man. It was the Orlando Magic hat. And I like those style hats that they made that they handed out to the draftees. And uh, I don't know fucking what me and you traded. I think you charged me 20 bucks for that hat on the spot. <laughs> so that's how I got my Orlando Magic hat from you. <laughs> Which later on, you know, we're kind of jumping all over. But my senior year, you lent me a UMass hat because I was wearing a uh, all tan color outfit to our prom. And you had this badass UMass hat that you let me use. Anyways, uh, so... After that, we started talking more and more, and then uh, I knew your dad was a fucking hard-ass, man, but uh, I was, I was, I went to school, and this was probably late 93, so November-ish, maybe, and I, I was sitting down on, remember those boxes that they had out in the hallway, the carpet boxes? Sitting there, and my cousin Brandon's like, hey! And I went over, sat down by him, and he's like, where were you last night? And I I don't remember what the fuck was going on. And he was like, have you heard anything from Quinnen? Did he call you? And I was like, no. Was, did he say he was going to call me? No, man. He was all fucked up last night. He was just staggering around. I was like, Quinnen was drunk? <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah. And he stopped me and said he didn't want to go home because his old man would fuck him up or beat him up. Or, I don't know if he used those words, but he said you were pretty scared. I was like, well, what did you do? He's like, fuck, he said he wanted to get out and push my car. So I brought him out to the, uh, do you remember doing this? Yeah, by the way? yeah. He said he put it in neutral and you got out back and you just pushed his car up and down the runway, sweating it out. And I was like, you fucking let him do that. And he's like. Yeah, he was scared to go home drunk, man. <laughs> and then after, I was just like, because around that same time, Quinn, I got drunk for the first time. So I was like, ah, I wonder if he'll want to get drunk with me. And we didn't get drunk for a little bit after that. But after that, then it was just like, I'd be stopping by your house a lot. And you were grounded a lot for drinking and getting caught. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it seemed like we had good plans on how not to get caught, but it's always like, ah, Quinn got caught again, man. Oh, let me go to his house. So I, I, if your mom answered, I'd at least be able to visit. But if your dad answered, I couldn't even get past the front door. And it's like, Brucey, what are you doing here? You know he's grounded. Door shut. <laughs> not even a courtesy goodbye from your old man. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't matter how smart we were going to be. We were never going to outsmart my parents. No. Was, because... They never drank alcohol my whole life. They never smoked cigarettes my whole life. So, and we were doing that. So whatever I did, if I was smoking cigarettes, they'd smell it. And if I was drinking alcohol, they'd smell it. No matter what, because my parents raised me completely sober. And in church. <laughs> so that night that uh, you pushed Brandon's car, did you get busted when you got home that oh, night? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that was like the start of... Me, it, be, me being grounded for a month at a time and then like as soon as I was off I'd get busted again yeah it was like like I said I remember like when we all just kind of started experimenting with drinking and stuff and it is always just like alright not too much Quinnen no no I'm cool man it's like yeah fuck it man yeah we're having a good time you know someone bought us cigarettes someone hooked us up with fucking some booze and uh <laughs> it is always just like I remember going home but my parents did drink and smoke, you know, so at least my dad did anyways. <laughs> but yeah, it was always just like, 
get to get to school after the weekend because it's always like eh, I'm not gonna call tomorrow Sunday. I'm not gonna call. <laughs> I'm not gonna call your house. You know, get to school like fucking grounded for another month. And I and I just about to be say, say something and you're like and I got a fucking pager and I got to take a drug test. And I was like, I remember trying to process this like, holy shit! Wait, wait. You got to take a drug test. And you're like, yeah. And I got a fucking beeper, man. So you were the only person that I ever knew that wasn't a drug dealer that fucking had a beeper, man. And it was, I remember one time that motherfucker went off and you're like, shit, pull over. We got to go somewhere. I got five minutes to call right now. <laughs> so do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, uh, this. It was pretty shitty because there was really only two payphones in that locale. I was about to say, now, what did you do to compensate for that? Because there was times we weren't drinking. We were in Brandon's car or we were in your car or my dad's car. And that pager would go off anywhere on the island. So um, I would just call. And it would sometimes it would be like a, a joke to them. You'd be like, oh, just to see if I'd make it in time because... Yeah. I don't know. I think they'd actually know. They they started to learn when I would uh, go out and when I wouldn't. And, you know, if it was for a quick cruise, then they would just mess with me and they would know that I, I wasn't uh, getting shit-faced when I'm going out at 4.30 for a cruise and coming back at 6. You for know? dinner, right? But yeah, but if I'm, if I'm going out at 8, I'm probably going to go drink something after. Well, because I remember, I remember one time, you said uh, your dad told you. Everybody in Matlacatla knows you. You could use anybody's phone. There's never an excuse to not call me when I paid you. Yep. And I was like, and I thought my old man was fucking strict, man. And I was like, that's a whole new fucking level, man. <laughs> and uh, it always just got me because a couple of years ago, I was talking to my daughter, your niece. And uh, she was just like, oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I had a few drinks, you know, and I was like. You're 18, kid, don't worry. And he's like, well, did you drink? And I said, well, now that you're 18 out of high school, yeah, I drink a fucking lot, man. <laughs> well, with who? Any of my uncles? And I said, pick any one of your uncles and I'll tell I got a story. <laughs> you know, and uh But um so now we're in 94, I guess we're kind of jumping. But anyways, I remember uh I wanted to dye my hair blonde like fucking Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, but I only wanted the top part dyed. Like Zach Morris's and Merle dyed his all blonde and Merle looked like Pony Boy. Everybody <laughs> called him Pony Boy, remember? Yes. And then um, and we all started. We dyed our hair blonde. But you and Ira have the blackest hair, of everybody that we were rolling with back then. Yep. You guys used the same thing we use, and it, it turned it not blonde. Do you remember that? Yeah, turned it green. Turned it. Your dad was so pissed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ira's hair Scott Limbo started calling him Chicken Man because it went orange <laughs> so every time we'd see him fucking Scott Limbo was always like Chicken Man <laughs> so I think that was a, a radio show I think in the 90s oh shit so <laughs> but yeah I just remember like holy shit you guys have some jet black hair that this doesn't even work man black as coal man yeah so I remember your dad being pissed because it was your freshman prom, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. So summer of 94, you said you were going to, uh, you're like, I'm going to try out for the Chiefs. I remember me and Merle like 
fuck yeah, man. Fuck it. You play JVs with us, bro. <laughs> we were JV kings, man. And uh, the first part of the story, it, we were fucking, you remember, we were busting our fucking asses. First, fucking first. Running suicides. Running suicide. <laughs> it was first practice, right, bro? Yeah. I was a junior. This was September 94. And we were fucking running and fucking A. We were running as hard. We were all fucking. Come on, Quinn, you could do it, you could do it. And then, like, at the end of practice, this motherfucker made us run more suicides. <laughs> like, we thought we were done. No, fuck no, man. And I remember thinking, holy shit, I am tired, man. I am so fucking tired. And this is a group of kids that play basketball all summer long. All summer long. All summer long. And so it's not like we were sitting around watching YouTube on our hand, on our phones, nope. you know, like, we were nonstop, the court was running back and forth all summer long, and, I mean, re really, the only reason you weren't playing ball is if you were cruising the block and you were driving a set of wheels, but even then, you, you would pull up and you would still play some ball. You would have a fucking team, a challenge team, right? Okay, so, where were you... You always had a job. You were either fishing or you were uh, working a mini mart or Taquan. Or Taquan. So where were you at in '94 summer? Uh, I was at mini mart. You're at mini mart. Okay, because we all used to gather up at our buddy Holly Lee's. Uh, well, Reynoso. Is that how you say her last name now? Reynoso. Yeah. Reynoso. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, but all of us, you know, we we're all buds and everything, and we'd all watch movies up there and. Uh, Oh, yeah, because you're the one who saved um, Batman Mask of the Phantasm so I could rent it. We all watched it up there. Okay, so, and like he said, man, I don't remember you getting grounded in the summer of 94. Because I, I think you were a little bit smoother at that time. <laughs> but I had a girlfriend to cover it up. Yeah, that's true, man. That's <laughs> true. Because we would all go to the dances, and in the summer of 94, these dances were at the Longhouse. So this wasn't, but probably a 20 second walk for you if you drug your feet <laughs> now on, with it being that close we were fucking drinking before we went to these dances man we were sharing 40s we were swapping cigarettes with each other man yeah. or we were waiting for you because you had pitching and you pitched in and then it was just like merle be merle's always like don't fucking drink it all. Nards hasn't gotten off work yet, man. <laughs> He's coming to the dance too. And it's just like, oh yeah, we can't be fucking raging alcoholics without all of our friends. <laughs> but yeah, so back to us, you know, we're still working. We're playing basketball at the court. We've got challenge team. So like you said, it's not like we're sitting around doing jack shit, man. And this coach has us run more suicides at the fucking very end. And then you stopped... At the very last part of it, like, all you had to do was do the last run across. And I remember I was fucking sucking wind, man. I was fucking hurting. I had, I was bent over, hands on the trunks, tugging down. And I heard, like, Merle, like, fucking come on, nerds, you could do it. And I looked up, I was like, yeah, come on. And I remember, uh, I don't remember if it was Richie or Dustin. I know it was James. And then all of a sudden, like, come on, come on, you could do it. Did you flick us off? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you guys. Fuck this. <laughs> and, and you left. And I remember like, I was like, holy shit, did that just happen? <laughs> Quinnen was at practice the next day at fucking seven o'clock, right? Yep. <laughs> he was there and you, whatever fucking our coach made you do, 
you did without complaints, man. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, well, fuck. I remember being happy that you came back because we're buds and everything. But that still sticks like, you know what, man? People could quit and they could change that narrative pretty quick if they do what you did. Like mm-hmm. I said, whatever the fuck uh, Mr. Crumley was right. Mr. Was Crumley. it Mr. Crumley? Yep. Whatever it was that he had you do, you fucking did. And then you did what he was already having us do. Made up those. And I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, cool, man. Well, this is this will be good. But uh, so 95, after that, that was the year I broke my ankle, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, cut to more dances. And <laughs> I remember fucking passing a bottle to you one time when I was on crutches. And I was thinking, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> we went to a dance. Me, you, and Merle went to a dance. And I was fucking wasted. And I was dancing on my fucking foot with my cast on. <laughs> and I remember everybody just like laughing. I didn't give a fuck, man. I was having fun. But that next day, bro, my shit was throbbing like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hung chow and sore. <laughs> it, exactly, man. And then uh, I got that shit cut off, cut to the summer of 95. You were still at Minimart, right? Yep. I remember uh, st- you were still Indian dancing too because I remember going to watch... You and Jackie and Gene and whoever the fuck else, Mike Yell, whoever our friends were, we'd always, you know, just because you guys didn't play ball doesn't mean we weren't going to support you guys. Well, but you guys were playing ball. Say, say Jackie Martin and Mike Yell were. Yeah, yeah. So, but I remember like going to going to the town hall and that big celebration in '94. Yep. Um. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. And then uh, my senior year, you didn't mean you didn't try out. You just. Uh, you had other interests and everything. You're still involved well, in Indian dancing. I was, pretty. I, I was I was uh, working all the way until I graduated, and I was Indian dancing all the way till I graduated. So, with the team that we had and all the guys that we had, I didn't need to try out anymore because I was doing just as much traveling Indian. Dancing. I was about to say because you guys <laughs> traveled like you like you just said. You guys traveled just as much as the ball team back then. Yep. Now my senior year. Actually, we traveled more because it was cooler places. It was, too. I, I was just about to touch on that. You guys went to Hawaii my senior year. Twice. Well, Yours and mine. Yeah, so 96 and 97. So how was that in 96 the first time? Uh, it was pretty cool. It was uh, it was really cool to see uh, now our regalia is not made to go to Hawaii. It is too hot over there to wear big, thick, black blankets and <laughs> red felt and the white headdress. I was about to say because is everything was just we everybody was just sweating. Yeah. We we're not built to be to go there short and not be acclimated because <laughs> to not have an AC, we were miserable oh, the first time. And then the second time we uh we learned our lesson. Yeah. Now what else were you in? Were you in close up too? I was in close up club and I went to DC and then uh it was in Pep Club. Um, so you traveled by ferry to regionals in Pep Club then? Yep. But you, wait, my senior year was in Juneau. Were you, were you up no, there? No, I didn't go for that one. You went to the one here, your I, senior year I in Ketchikan. Yeah. Okay. That was still a lot of fun though, huh? That was, that was a crazy amount of fun because I had a car over here. And uh, and your senior? And I was a senior. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a crazy amount of fun. And then... Uh, so I graduate in 96 and then um, I wasn't really doing much that summer. I didn't start working until the end in August with you at Air. 
Now, <laughs> Carl, you and Carl were working still, and there was many a night. I still remember. Uh, now I'm dry snitching here, people, but just bear with me. I still remember Jackie and Merle and Ira being like, hey, man, because they're in Merle's car, and then they come pick me up. And they're like, hey, man, Quinnen and Carl are in. They just gave us fucking Chaser. Oh, shit, for real? Yeah. And it's Sunny D. Oh, fuck, we're drinking fucking vodka, aren't we? Yeah. And I was like, okay, Saturday night, there's no dance. Is there a dance? Fuck, I don't know, man. Anyways, I remember you and Carl showing up, and um, we drank in the ball field in the alders. <laughs> so there's me, you, Merle, Jackie, and Carl. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, it's fucking dark as shit, man. We didn't, like you said, we don't have cell phones. We don't have this shit, you know? We're not carrying flashlights because we don't want to be seen while we're fucking doing this dumb shit. And um, we fucking pound this shit, man. Boom, boom, boom. And then uh, you didn't get caught. And I was like, fuck yeah. He's on a good streak. And then, um, so it's the summer of 96. I just get back from a vacation visiting my brother down in Corvallis. And um, heard a knock on the door. Hey, bro. Oh, shit. What's up, Quinnen? Ah, Carl hit a bottle of McNaughton's here last night. I was like, what? And I peeked out my door and he's like, found it. And I was like, oh, me and Quinn just want to have a couple drinks. Like, shit, I ain't doing nothing. I want to have a couple drinks too. And you're like, fucking come on, bro. Shit. Now this is at 11 in the morning. On a Sunday. On a Sunday, man. <laughs> and you guys, shift starts at two. Yeah. And we start pounding this fucking disgusting bottle of McNaughton's that... We convinced ourselves we're better with, was it 7-Up or 7-Up seven seven or Root Beer, right? And then, uh, and I'm pretty fucked up and uh, pretty fucking wasted at this time. And then you're like, hey, Carl wants to know where you want to go. And I'm like, holy shit, playground, man. You guys dropped me off the playground or something. And then you're like, I got to go to work, man. And I was like, holy shit. Can I have some smokes, man? And he gave me a couple smokes. And I remember just sitting there. Anyways, I go home. And my brother just rented from dusk till dawn. And I was like, holy shit, man. I might pass out. And he's like, hey, man. What the fuck happened to Quinnen? Shit, I don't know, man. I haven't, I haven't even talked to him today. <laughs> he's like, fucking Carl was there. I was like. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. Carl is pretty fucking quiet. Carl Carl and Quinn and her, I always talk to them when I go there. And then he gets off his shift and Carl's like, Quinn got fired, man. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, what happened? He's like, we fucking drank McNaughton's before work. What do you think <laughs> happened? <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, man. You guys got like legit responsibilities. I just got shit-faced and kind of walked around and came home. <laughs> I didn't even want to go to your house, man. I was still kind of scared of your old man. <laughs> and then uh, I was just like, what the fuck happened? And he was just like, we were fucking wasted, man. And Quinnen was really fucking wasted, Bruce. We started drinking at 11 this morning. <laughs> I was like, fuck, he's He's probably grounded a month. It's fucking June, man. 
which you were. You were grounded till July. Yep. But you started another job pretty shortly after. Within the week. With, maybe the next day, actually. Yeah. You were driving the Taquin Air Van. It yeah. seemed like rather quick. And then um, Aaron Hillman was there, right? Yep. John Trotter. Yeah. So both of these guys take off for college. I'm I'm looking for work. Roy Williams was the. Well, he had, he was. I worked with him for three months, maybe two and a half. Yeah. And then Scott came over because Roy went up to the clinic. No, no, no. Roy went diving. Oh, that's right. Roy hired me because Aaron was like, "You looking for a job?" And I was like, "Actually, I kind of am." And he's like, "I'm taking off. Here's you know, fill out the paperwork." And then um. So I fill out the paperwork and I get hired. I work with Roy for maybe a week, if that. And then diving just exploded and Roy takes off to go diving. Scott Limbo comes back. But the first day me and you work together, I'm just chilling with you and we're doing these deliveries. And you're like, hey, man. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, when you're fucking driving, don't just throw it in neutral. And I was kind of like, yeah, bro, that's I don't do that. And you're like. Well, I fucking did, and it went in reverse. <laughs> I got so fucking scared, man. <laughs> Do you remember telling me that? Fuck yeah, when Roy was training me, he used to pop that Taquin Air Van in neutral and, and coast from the sawmill down to the um, down to the stop sign. When wow. Yeah, so he would just, like, whenever he turned, so we'd be coming from a net island gas doing okay. something, yeah. and right around the sawmill, if we weren't dumping um, FedEx UPS there, yeah. he'd pop it in neutral, and we'd just coast <laughs> all the way to there. I was like, oh, I could do that. I mean, this is after, like, you know, a month of backing up the tack one air docks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back, you know, I was like, well, shit, man, I should pop it in neutral. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Died right in front of Mike Nelson's trailer. I was like, oh, <laughs> Started right back up. It's like, all right, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I remember just like, why is he telling me not to do this? I would never do this. And immediately that's when you said, oh, I did it, bro. <laughs> it fucking died on the spot. I was so scared. <laughs> oh, shit, man. So when I got hired, because you had to go back to school. Yep. And Merle was splitting his time between Ketchikan, Taquan, and Matlakatla, Taquan, right? working the docks over here so i got full time so my story is not any better than that um kelly scott our, our former our former boss there kendra's mom actually and um she was like hey you know you come in this early you gotta make coffee oh okay so the filter that's in there and i got the coffee can i never made coffee before i never drank coffee before I filled up that whole filter up to the top, bro. <laughs> and Kelly and uh, the, and our first customer of the day is like, oh, Jesus, that's a bit strong. Kelly, don't you say And She pointed right at me. The kid made it. I didn't touch it. <laughs> Talked to him. And I was like, I'm really sorry. And then uh, she was like, how much coffee did you put in there, Bruce? And I was like, oh, I filled it up. She stopped when she, she was doing her work on the computer, Kelly was, and Kelly walked over and she's like, Jesus Christ, he filled up the whole filter. <laughs> and the guy just sitting there was just like, threw the coffee out. And Kelly's like, hold on, I'll make a normal pot of coffee for you. <laughs> so, 
and you kept working. You would work um, while we were still flying. So you worked most of September right after school. Yep. And you worked Saturday and Sunday. Yep. So spring, so you were doing this and then, <laughs> and then it's early 97. My mom, Jesse's maybe six, seven months old. Let's see. June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, maybe she's eight or nine months old. Ah, whatever. But we haven't gotten any mail for a while. It's fucking, you know how it was. The weather sucks. Well, we get the call that we're getting, what, two or three caravans. We're getting freight. We're getting our UPS. We're getting our FedEx. And we're getting our mail. Now, all that filled up our van. To the brim. <laughs> to, to, and quick pro crow, I'm pretty sure we drank the night before. Well, I'm positive we did. So, again, I'm dry snitching here, but there's Merle, there's Jackie, there's you, there's me, there's our buddy James, yep. <laughs> there's, you know, Danny and Bambi were probably at Danny's trailer. <laughs> Anyways, so... I don't remember if you were throwing this all this freight down to me or if you were stacking the van. I think I might have been stacking the van. Okay. So, all of a sudden, I get like this gut punch. Like, I'm going to shit myself. And I was just like, oh, oh. And I gave you the look and I was like, I'm going to shit myself. And you're like, well, fucking pass the shit to me, bro. I never moved. <laughs> So fast, moving freight. Boom, boom, boom. Quinn and stacks the fuck out of this van. And we're taking off into town. And all you said was, where am I bringing you, bro? And I said, my fucking grandparents. My grandpa Romy said he will leave the door unlocked at all times for his grandkids. So we get from, no bullshit, from the runway, which everybody knows where my grandma and grandpa Romy's house is. I would venture to say in five minutes because you had that fucking van floored, man. <laughs> scary around yellow hill very <laughs> fucking very man because once once we got off the runway quinnon had that shit fucking floored from this piece of shit riz van so we get there and i just jumped the fuck out run in see my grandma see my grandma in the kitchen doing something i'm assuming cooking or whatever i didn't see my grandpa and i said i gotta use the bathroom i went to the bathroom it was a fucking photo finish <laughs> and I open up the door and my grandpa's standing right by the door and then he said close one up brother Bruce <laughs> I gave him a hug and I said thank you for never locking the door grandpa and he said and he's like your grandma has some I don't know if she gave us some toast and some pop or a couple sandwiches and then uh, he said oh your mom actually just took off to take Jesse for a ride but you just missed her she said she thought you were going to have a busy day and I said we are going to now, Grandpa. <laughs> and uh, that story always stuck with me. <laughs> that was some crazy driving. Crazy. I mean, crazy we sober driving, too. Crazy sober driving, and we worked hard to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so I remember, I remember saying, after we get the mail done, I'll write out the UPS chart, bro. I got that today. Because <laughs> if you remember, we used to get the facts. And then we'd have to write, hand write this shit out. And some when it got backed up like that, we had like two pages of UPS. It was a chore to write it out. Yeah. And be like, all right. But it was 
I don't care what anybody says. It was easier back then because we did FedEx and UPS and the mail. We did it all. And freight. And delivered freight. And delivered freight. And we got it all done fast. Speaking of which, let's go back actually a few months to Christmas Eve 1996. They put me... They rented... They had two vehicles going at Taquanair. Wasn't one of them... Was it a second van? Is that what it was? It was a second van. They just kept me and you on deliveries all day Christmas Eve. They said, don't stop until everything's gone. It was fucking dark out by, what, 4 o'clock? <laughs> and we're still delivering 6.30, 7 o'clock. Anyways, you came back from the Henderson's house and you're like, hey, man, Mrs. Henderson gave me some bread. I said, fuck yeah, man, let me have some of that bread. And you're like, after me. And then you just chomp. Like, we didn't, it's not like me and Quinnen are carrying a knife, let alone a bread knife. Quinnen just chomps into Mrs. Henderson's bread, which she's a very lovely person. God rest her soul. But when Quinnen chomped into this bread, what was in the middle of it, Quinnen? Raw dough. Raw fucking dough, man. <laughs> it had a nice crust on it, too. It was. It smelled so good. It smelled really good. And it was like, it smelled like it was almost just out of the oven. And I remember thinking, man, I wanted that first bite, but I'm glad it was Quinnen. <laughs> oh, snowy. Yeah. So, uh, got about yeah seven eight minutes left so your senior year you know whenever you're at school or you're traveling or whatnot i'm rolling with merle still pretty heavy at this time because we're all still in met and um i go to merle's and he's like do you get fucking nards high school graduation invitation and i said oh i i saw it my dad said he dropped it off or something and he's like do you know his fucking name's Carl? I was like, give me that fucking thing, man. And I looked at it and I was just blown away that this guy I knew for most of my life at this point was like, his name's fucking Carl, man? Because <laughs> it said C. Quinnen Tyler on your high school pro or promotion, on your graduation, right? Yep. <laughs> now, why did you, why did you go by Quinnen? Uh, Why do you go by Quinn? I still, I'm always gonna call you Quinn. By the way. Oh yeah, it's um, just the way my parents chose to uh, to raise me. Yeah. I was named Carl after uh, one of my dad's uncles. Okay. Or great grandpa, something like. So you got a family name, just like I got a family name. Got a family name, and then uh, you'll have to ask my dad sometime because the only Quinn I was able to uh, Google and find was a preacher in Georgia. Oh. But, uh, don't know anything about him. As far as I know, my parents have never met him. They've only heard about him. And uh, that's a, that's, To this day, I have never met another Quinnen. You have? Who? One. Who? Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess just because I've only ever called him Jackson. Exactly. I've never heard anybody with the first name Quinnen. No. Very unique name. And, uh, but yeah, I remember being just like... This motherfucker. This motherfucker didn't tell you, Merlin. He didn't tell me. <laughs> and we were just fucking blown away. So cut to your senior sneak. <laughs> and uh, and everybody knows what the senior, senior sneaks are different. They don't have them now if they do whatever. But senior sneak is all the seniors cut class and went and got shit faced. Your senior sneak, I don't remember if you called me. Or if I just happened to come across you. Now, this was where the bus 
you guys, your guys' class helped build that fucking, where the bus was supposed to be parked on the high school grounds, right? Yeah. So, I'm cruising around, and I see somebody, and it's you. And I rolled the window down. I was like, hey, bro, what are you doing? And then he just went, is it just you, bro? And I was like, come on, man. And you're like, oh, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> and you were all fucking like, get the fuck in, bro. Shit, man. So I guess I should end this end the story on this. My last week, uh, my last official week of high school, my senior year in 96, just came from lunch with Jackie and Merle and get mini mart pizza so i had mrs holt's class after that i had to take find a fucking piss like a horse raise my hand can i use the bathroom yeah go ahead and use the bathroom i go into the bathroom and they had cut the stalls in half to try to prevent people from smoking and drinking in there and somebody ducked and i didn't really see who and i was just like now nah, they don't want me seeing them taking a shit i'm cool not looking over there i'm just gonna take a piss Zip up, wash up, get the fuck back to Mrs. Holt's class. And I hear, is that you, bro? And I was like, oh, shit, what's up, man? It's you. <laughs> Do you know what you were doing? Do you remember? Smoking weed in the S- vent. <laughs> smoking fucking weed. And then you said, you want a fucking hit of this? Fucking you're goddamn right I want a hit of this, man. I got ripped out of my fucking mind. I was still ripped when I was walking home after school. <laughs> like I was walking home after school with Jackie and she's like, are you fucking stoned? And I said, I'm fucking ripped out of my mind. I told her the story and she's like, how did Quinnen know it was you? I said, I don't know. Just a lucky guess on his part, man. <laughs> so the next time, same thing, have lunch with them too. Go to Mrs. Holt's class. I go to the bathroom again. And I said, there's no fucking way I see Quinnen smoking fucking weed in the same bathroom. Well, you're not smoking weed. I was like, what the fuck? Hey, bro. And you're like, hey. Hey, man, you want some of this 40? <laughs> you're fucking goddamn right I want some of that 40, man. <laughs> so I got two questions. Did you bring that shit to school just so you could get high and drunk because you were grounded? Yeah. Or did or were you just like, I'm fucking, I don't give a fuck right now. I did it because I was grounded, but I also did it because I was the class of 97. Yeah. And I mean... That's what we did. Yeah. That's just all we did. We were, we were the bad news bears in yeah. the classroom. Because <laughs> um, I just remember thinking, holy shit, man. So I, I I go back to class and I'm drunk. But it's closer to the end of class, the end of the day. Go to my locker. And Jackie's like, are you fucking drunk? And I said, yes, I am. I went to use the bathroom again. And Quinnen was in the same bathroom stall. And he said, oh, shit, bro. Do you want some of this 40, man? I was like, we fucking pounded this fucking 40. Me and you finished this 40 rather quickly, man. Rather, rather quickly. <laughs> and it was still just a bathroom break, so we had to keep it <laughs> under five, six minutes. You, know? <laughs> you can only lie about how long a shit is to these teachers, man. Well, I mean, the, the hallway... 50 feet, you know, exactly. from the classroom, or from the bathroom that you're at, so <laughs> they can come and knock on it, go get Mr. Pike, go get Exactly, somebody, exactly. Know, really gambling there, and I was like, whatever, man, this is what the class of 97 <laughs> Pre-cameras at the high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, different time, different time completely. Um, yeah, so, 
just so you guys know, we're at the almost at the end of it right now. So going forward, he's going to be on a few more times this summer. But starting in the fall, me and Quinnen are actually going to be giving the Walking Dead reviews. Um, if you get caught up on Mr. Robot, I'd like to have you on my reviews for Mr. Robot. Um, uh, there's other bunch of other shows we'll be reviewing. We'll be reviewing movies. Probably have my nephew Jackson on here. I want to just hear his take on his view on comics and how what he remembers getting into them and all this other stuff. Um, got anything you want to add, bro? Um, well, I'm actually pretty interested in this uh, Swamp Thing series that they canceled, but uh, we just finished. The, I just yeah. finished the first episode of Quinn, and it was awesome. Sorry. And then uh, Game of Thrones prequel when it comes out, you know, because they're already filming that right yeah. now. Okay. Um, when my brother comes up here, whether he wants to or not, I'm going to have him on and I want him to give me his review on Game of Thrones. So if you want to do your review on the entire series or just the last two seasons or just anything and everything on Game of Thrones, just let me know and you could do that. Well, heck yeah. And any other show too. And like I said, I definitely want to have your son on and just get his perspective on because he has a lot more legit knowledge on comics than like me and a lot of other because he's still reading these comics and doing deep dives on them so but uh do you want to give those two coffee shops another plug get another yeah. couple free Co cups of joe yeah cookie coffee house go see markel and get something mixed up nice and go down and see savannah and christy and uh i believe tanisha's there still and uh shout them out in coffee and go get some some coffee Fucking A. All right, bro. Uh, it's a good podcast, man. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, man. Later. Later. Yo. So, this will be released the <clears throat> 22nd. Obviously, this is the Karate Kid anniversary from 1984. So, surprise, fucking surprise, motherfuckers. Doing a podcast about it. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Doing a podcast about The Karate Kid. I fucking love this movie. In so many different levels. On so many different levels. Not in... Eh, maybe in levels. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. So I love it on so many different levels. And in so many different levels. Um, if you guys follow me on Facebook, I'm sure you guys see me make posts, comments, posting memes about Cobra Kai... Uh, dressed up as Danielson one year for Halloween when he got his ass kicked. Had a black guy, the band or the headband. Um, just this past year, I actually dressed up as Johnny Lawrence from the Cobra Kai. Now that <laughs> particular costume I used was from the scene when we first meet the Cobra Kai. Um, soundtrack's awesome. I know I say that a lot about the movies, but holy fuck, awesome soundtrack. Uh, Bananarama's Cruel Summer is still fucking all kinds of awesome. There is, yeah, we'll get into it. So, um, all right, man, let's fucking rock and roll. So, the movie starts, like, I'll just give you guys a quick rundown because I know you guys are fucking dying to hear my take on this. Uh, Danielson, Daniel LaRusso, moves from New Jersey. To Cali, because mom got a tech job, and uh, so we see that in the opening scenes, and then um, they get to uh, they get to Cali, and he uh, 
befriends this kid as soon as he kicks open the gate to go into this rental condo, whatever the fuck it is. Does this fucking hia type shit. Hia. Guy falls down. He's like, oh man, you know karate? Yeah. Took a few lessons at the Y. Kid invites him to a beach party, which fucking ain't cool, man. Goes to this beach party. And uh, they're kicking the soccer ball around. And there's girls there. And there is this fucking stunning girl named Allie Mills. Actually, Allie with an I. Let's get it correct here. And uh, they start flirting with each other. And then um, they're talking. There's the boombox. He's showing her how to hit the ball with her knee up, up. It's just some kind of stupid trick, but whatever. It uh, You tell that, uh, you know, they kind of dug each other and whatnot. And um, while this is going on, there's like an old school, like, something bop bop on the beach shit type song and actually that's the name of the song <laughs> it's just an older song anyways and then um when danielson finally gets the balls which yeah it takes a lot to go talk to a girl man because you're always scared when uh of rejection regardless <laughs> still to this day man that shit gets you anyway so he goes over there to talk to her like i was saying he's showing her these tricks bouncing the soccer ball and um then there's a change in the music. There's this song that comes on. And uh, you could just, it changes the scene for me anyways. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, holy shit, these guys fucking enter and they're on these motorcycles. Which immediately caught my eyes. Like, holy shit, man. I'm going to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Well, if you listen to the previous podcast, me and Adam talk about how we were going to build a motorcycle like on Grease 2. That shit didn't happen, man. We didn't know how to ride a fucking motorcycle. Still can't ride a motorcycle. Looks cool when somebody is, but hey, dude, I can't fucking do that. <laughs> Which, anyways, um, so all this shit's going on. And um, like I said, the scene changes. You hear this song coming on. And, um, it's all these other teenagers, these, you see a group of guys, right? And it's, um, they're all talking and, uh, the leader starts talking, which right away, you know, he's the leader. He says, uh, his friends offer him a beer and he's like, no, 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 I don't drink anymore, man. And his friend says, what are you talking about? You're the ace degenerate. And Johnny says, no, ex-degenerate, man. As of 8 a.m. tomorrow, I'm a senior. And I'm going to make it all work. And that's what I'm going to do. Make it work. And, um... And, uh... So he's saying all this and his friends are just kind of like, uh, You know, they're not fucking buying it too much. <laughs> and, uh... They're like, hey, you know... The only one who hasn't had a change, take a look around. And um, he looks down at the beach and sees this fucking punk from goddamn fucking New Jersey. Yeah, they're ex-girlfriends, ex-girlfriend or whatever, but yeah, I'm sure there's still feelings there. He gets fucking pissed. And I don't want to say rightfully so, but goddamn it, I'm a fucking Cobra Kai fan. Rightfully fucking so. <laughs> 
Now, come on, let's just suspend disbelief. Let's not get too fucking into this, even though I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, so he goes down there, and um, so that song is The Ride by Matches, and that's the song when the Cobra Kai's enter. And it, like I said, just changed it. They drive down there. Allie with an eye sees this shit. She knows shit's about to go fucking sideways. And, uh, you know, even if you're judging a book by its cover, which we're all doing at this moment, you don't fucking think Daniel could really fucking handle himself, man. I mean, yeah, I was a kid. Okay, so I guess I should go. I, I'm kind of all over the place, man. Uh, so when this movie came out, I didn't get to watch it in the theaters. But something fucking really cool happened when it came out on VHS. We didn't get to rent it at Gil Martin's. Um, it actually got sent over from a, uh, a, a VHS store over here. One of my aunts rented it sent, it, sent it over to another family member. And then we were told, yeah, we could borrow it, let's say, Saturday. Holy shit, I was jonesing and jonesing. Me and Milo were jonesing. We went with our dad to pick this movie up on a VHS tape. And, um, I think we had to rent a VHS, actually. We had to, we had to fucking go rent one. I think we rented it from Varsity Services. Anyways, um, my mom made popcorn for us. We had popcorn, snacks, is everything. It's like, Mom, you gonna watch this movie with us? He's like, nah, fuck no. I ain't, I ain't watching this movie with you guys. My dad watched it with me and Milo. Fucking loved it. Anyways, so, cut to, we're back to, uh, the Cobra Kai and, uh, these new friends that Danielson made. They're on the beach, and Johnny comes down all kinds of fucking pissed off. Just wants to talk, just wants to talk. Allie doesn't believe him, and rightfully so. The guy's kind of a prick, but whatever, man. I like him. And so he keeps grabbing her radio, and uh, she keeps pushing play on it. And she... He fucking doesn't like this shit because, well, he's, he's a fucking asshole. Like, you know, let's be honest. Anyways, uh, so he's like, I just want to talk. All I want to do is talk. And then um, she says, give me back my radio. And he says, you promise you'll talk to me. Yeah, I promise. She hands it back. He gives it back to Allie with an eye. And she fucking pushes play again, man. And it, just immediately, like, I'm fucking crushing on this, on this Allie with an eye. Actually, Elizabeth Shoot. I, I still have, I still have a crush on her. I'm still looking for my alley with an eye. Um, so she pushes play, and the ride by the matches starts playing again. And fucking Johnny Lawrence grabs this fucking boombox and throws it down. And she says, "You just broke my radio." And he said, "Yeah, what do you you know, blah blah blah." And then um, Danielson, our hero, <laughs> goes over there and picks it up. And Johnny says, don't touch it, punk. And he picks it up. He's like, oh, I'm just, just going to give it. You know, and Johnny grabs it and fucking pushes Danielson down. And um, everyone, well, not everybody. Allie with an eye is trying to break this up. And uh, Danielson gets up and just kind of like a dumbass charges at Johnny. And he just, he just trips him a couple times. No real harm. And then, uh. He does like the spinning back kick right to the gut. Ooh, fucking Daniel drops. And then, um, Allie with an eye is like, okay, I'll talk, I'll talk. And he's like, yeah, I've heard that before. 
And he's like, what about you? You have enough punk? And fucking Daniel lands this fucking punch on him. Not the hardest punch, but it bloodies his nose. And then, uh, then Daniel's friends get all excited. And then, uh, and then Johnny just drops the fucking hammer. You fucking hear him kind of under his breath say, no mercy. And he does this fucking sick ass combo fucking nation on fucking Daniel's punk fucking ass. This motherfucker goes down. He kicks him in the gut. Boom. Does a side kick to the face. Pow. And then he does his back fist with the right hand. Boom. Motherfucker goes the fuck down. He fucking goes down, man. Like, holy shit, he goes down. Fight's fucking over, man. And then, um... Allie with an eye fucking pushes Johnny. Getting mad at him. Rightfully so, you know. Kind of a dick move beating up a wimp. Um... And then... Uh, <laughs> and then, uh... I don't mean to laugh. It's fucked up, but whatever. Uh... <laughs> And so she's trying to talk to Daniel and comfort him, but obviously he ain't fucking feeling it, man. This chick he's vibing on was just trying to help her. Literally just trying to be a fucking nice guy and gets his fucking ass kicked to him. I mean, he gets his fucking ass kicked. And it was a fucking ass kicking, man. Like like I said, a sick, sick fucking combination. Boom, boom. Fucking A, man. So we cut to the next day. Danielson's... Like, you, you, you see the scene, his mom's cooking, cooking eggs and shit, and she's like, hey man, you know, here's dinner, blah, 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 he's like, oh, I can't eat, and then she's like, why are you wearing glasses, and um, Daniel starts doing the dance, like, yeah, you know, just this, this, and that, and she's like, I want to see your baby browns, Daniel says, come on with the baby browns, and she's like, what's with the glasses, like, come on, you know, I'm trying to go, so she's like, take your glasses off now, takes his glasses off, and he has this fucking horrendous black fucking eye from the right hand back fucking hand fist from fucking Johnny fucking Lawrence. Boom. He tells his mom it's from a bike wreck and convinces her that it was from a bike rig. Now, this next scene is fucking gold on so many levels. One, you see him pedaling this bike and it was this pretty cool mountain bike that I immediately wanted. <laughs> and Bananarama's Cruel Summer starts playing in Holy shit. Holy shit did fucking little Bruce just get goosebumps, man. Like, I was like, okay, man, I like the Cobra Kai. Daniel's kind of a cool guy, too, in my, in my opinion. Um, I joke around a lot about him being a punk, but yeah, fuck whatever, dude. Um, so, Cruel Summer's playing, and he's riding the bike to school. And he locks up his bike, and you see him seeing Johnny Lawrence and the Cobra Kai, and he gets scared. He goes the other way. And Cruel Summer's still playing. They keep Cruel Summer fucking playing throughout this whole scene. And it is fucking gold. That that shit's gold right there. And in soccer, he's doing soccer tryouts. He talks to Allie with an eye. And she apologizes. And then she says, hey, look at this trick I learned. She shows him the trick that Danielson showed her the previous day on the beach. Which, like, hey, man, that's, that's pretty fucking cool, man. And she's a cheerleader, which... Yeah, cool, man. Fucking Allie with an eye is a cheerleader. Fucking rock on, man. She's she's all that in a bag of chips, man. Um, and uh, Cruel Summer's still playing. Danielson's playing soccer. You see the Cobra Kai scheming to do something. Johnny tells one of his fucking lackeys to trip him, and he trips him. 
Well, fucking Daniel might be a wimp, but he ain't no fucking punk. He fucking jumps up, tackles this guy, and fucking swings on him. Pow! Gets kicked off the soccer team. And then, uh, he gets kicked. Yeah, he punches this dude right in the fucking face. Guy freaks out, tries to go after Danielson. Danielson gets kicked off, and he's fucking pissed off, man. He's like, the school sucks, man. It sucks. And you see fucking Dutch, who looks like a fucking crazed karate Billy Idol, which, cool, man. <laughs> you know, kind of fits the part to a T. And then, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a great fucking movie. And then it cuts to Danielson. You know, I'm not cutting to, I'm just kind of, I'm just going off the top of my head on this review. So, Danielson ends up uh, going to see his mom, which she didn't take a tech job, so that shit must have fell through. She's working at a restaurant where I think they're going to be training her to be a manager or some fucking shit like that. Gets him, gets him some free food, which, fuck yeah, mom's rock, man, hell yeah. Which, by the way, happy birthday, mom. Um, thank you for reposting my podcasts and doing all the cool shit you do for me and my siblings. Um, anyway, anyway, sorry, I, I love my mom. There is, uh, where were we? Oh yeah, Danielson's eaten and he, um, his mom asked him about girls and she was, he was like, ah, oh, there's a blonde. And she's like, ah, oh, there's blondes everywhere. The whole world's turned blonde. And then he starts, you know, describing her and she has to leave, go back to work. So he's talking to himself and, and uh, he's just like, she's got a beautiful smile. Definitely got a beautiful smile. I think she's hot. It's just like, yeah, so do I, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I said, yeah, still looking for my alley with an eye. <laughs> and then, um, sorry, but before this, he goes to the Cobra Kai Dojo, not knowing that that's the people that beat him up. And you see John Kreese and you hear the fucking, the Cobra Kai mantra, strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. Uh, fear does not exist in this dojo. And they're all doing these fucking jab punches in sync with uh, Johnny. You know, he tells them to get in fighting position, jab punch, and then they bow. And he smiles because he sees fucking Daniel there. Because, yeah, he's a fucking, he's a prick, but whatever. And um, so his mom asked him about that. And he's like, yeah, no. And she's like, yeah, I probably couldn't afford it anyways. So cut to him riding his fucking sweet mountain bike home <laughs> and these fucking bastard Cobra Kai's come up on their fucking nice ass motorcycles and he said oh Daniel wants to learn how to do karate well here's your first lesson how to take a fall <laughs> and like this shit probably could have fucking killed him man I mean maybe I'm exaggerating maybe I'm not maybe she just watched the fucking movie um so fucking Daniel tumbles the fuck down this fucking hill, gets like this shit on his forehead because he like fucking slides and shit, and you see him fucking throwing his bike in the fucking garbage. Mr. Miyagi sees this, and um, and oh yeah, after Daniel got beat up the first time, he asked him what happened to his eye, and he said, "Oh, bike wreck." He's like, "Oh, how come no scratch on hands?" Hey, fucking very observant, Mr. Miyagi. You fucking know your shit. So, anyways. Mr. Miyagi is kind of in the background still at this point, and 
he is seeing Danielson flip the fuck out, and rightfully so, you know, he's getting bullied, got his fucking ass kicked, he's trying to be a nice guy, he gets pushed down the fucking hill because he wanted to learn karate to defend himself, throws his bike in the garbage, you know, like, telling his mom he wants to move back to Jersey, and wasn't fair, she didn't ask this, to, oh, okay, I get it. you got fucking, getting really extremely bullied here, dude. So the next day, Mr. Miyagi fixes his shit. Like, it's brand fucking new. Like, this dude's a master fucking handyman. Like, fucking rock on, Mr. Miyagi. Develops a friendship with him. Shows him how to cut bonsai trees. And then, like, a month... We're assuming, like, a month goes by. Because he only saw Allie with an eye one time. And she asked him what happened to his forehead. He said, ah, it's just a gigantic runaway zit. Because he didn't want to tell her what the fuck happened. He ain't no punk. And, uh, so it's Halloween now, and, oh my fucking god. In fucking high school, I, I really wanted to dress up as the Cobra Kai, just couldn't get anybody fucking Merle or Richie fucking rat bastards. And I guess we all wanted to be Johnny, though, too, so what the fuck was the point? Anyways, cut to Halloween, and, and there's this, there's this high school dance, Mr. Miyagi asked Danielson, are you gonna go? He's like, well, if I could be the Invisible Man, I'll go. Well... Surprise, motherfuckers. He builds him this fucking shower curtain so nobody could see him. Allie with an eye knows who it is. She fucking goes over there and opens up the curtain, gives him a fucking flower, and then you realize, holy shit, Allie with an eye is fucking Princess Leia. So I'm just like, damn, I'm fucking all about Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> I mean, fucking creepy or not, dude. Fuck that, man. She's beautiful. And, um... So, they start dancing. Kind of mend the fence of not talking, whatever. And then, um... They're slow dancing. And she's like, ah, I just wish Karma would come back around and get him. And then this chicken starts going around and mashing eggs on people's head. Well, it goes on Daniel's head. He goes to wash this shit off. And while he's washing the egg out of his hair... He hears this dude dressed up as Spider-Man talking to Johnny Lawrence. Cut to Johnny Lawrence. Johnny's fucking rolling a joint. And when I was a kid, I didn't know that's what it was. But he's rolling this fucking joint. And you hear... You hear his... Um, he has headphones on. But you hear the music that's playing. And, uh... And it's... And it's um, it's uh, No Shelter by Broken Edge. And Danielson was like, you know what, this guy's fucking with me. He finds a hose, runs the hose, puts it over the bathroom stall that Johnny's getting ready to fucking smoke his doobie on. And turns the fucking faucet on and just drenches Johnny. And Johnny's dressed up in this bad motherfucking ass costume. It is a fucking skeleton suit. He has his face painted. Doesn't have the white fucking skull cap on. Like, you find out that the rest of the Cobra Kai's have on. He's got his fucking blonde fucking awesome locks fucking flowing like a bad motherfucker, man. And he's trying to smoke his joint and weed. Little does he know the guy who he kicked the fuck out of just for being a good guy and then runs this motherfucker off the hill. Doesn't know that this guy's fucking not gonna just take that shit. Anyways, so... Fucking douses him with water. Takes the fuck off running. Has a part... Of his costume that he hands to Allie with an eye. And it's the shower head. 
And she's like, what's going on? And she said, and all you hear Daniel say is, it's, it's coming around. And he just takes off running. All the fucking Cobra Kai is coming after this kid. Allie sees this, trips Johnny. All of them fucking trip because Johnny falls. Well, Daniel runs out. And then now you hear fucking No Shelter just fucking blaring. It's like, holy shit, what is this song? He's running. He's fucking trying to run like the fucking wind. But... He ain't fucking in the kind of shape that the Cobra Kai's in, man. He jumps the fence. He's fucking almost to his... Almost over the second part of the fence. Because he has to run through, like, this field of grass and shit. They fucking catch this kid when he climbs up the fucking fence. You hear him laughing. And that part kind of scared me. But I love that fucking scene, man. And, um... And, uh... He's just getting his ass kicked. Gets punched in the gut. Johnny grabs him. He's like, couldn't leave well enough alone, could you, little jerk? No, now you're going to pay. Ugh, punch to the fucking gut. And um, Cobra Kai is just like, yeah, man. You know, fucking this kid kind of fucking had it coming. Shouldn't have did that. <laughs> and uh, so they're kicking the shit out of this kid. And one of them is like, uh, leave him alone, man. He's had enough. And Johnny's, I'll decide when he's had enough, man. And he's like, what is wrong with you, Johnny? And fucking Dutch, the dude I was telling you about fucking Karate Billy Idol, is like, uh, that don't mean squat, man. And he tells Johnny, nice front kick, because he kicks him fucking right in the fucking face with the front kick. Pow! And he said, Sensei Kreese tells us an enemy deserves no mercy, right? And fucking Karate Billy Idol, Dutch is just screaming, right, right! And he's fucking holding up Daniel. And fucking Johnny was says is like in the middle was like I'll decide when he's had enough, man. And he fucking lets out this kind of a war cry and he goes up to fucking finish this motherfucker. And boom, there's Mr. Miyagi to save the fucking day. Pushes Danielson out of the way. Johnny kicks the fucking fence, breaks a sign, which holy shit, dude. Mr. Miyagi starts fucking just um dropping shit. Boom. Starts dropping the Cobra Kai. Beats the fuck out of them. Saves Danielson. You see him. Brings with a, you know, helps him. Danielson asks him for help to teach him. Said no. Karate for defense only. And then the next day, he brings him to the Cobra Kai Dojo to ask them to leave him alone. And then, um, Sensei Kreese just fucking ain't having it. And, uh, he's like, well, what's the problem? He's like, one-on-one is good but five to one no odd is good and he's like oh we could fix that he's like uh calls johnny over and says yeah you want to do some sparring he's like yeah he's like no not here he said how come he's like too much your favorite your gym and he's like when and he tells him the all valley tournament and he said yeah he's like i got one more favor to ask though let me train boy and nobody's to touch him and Sensei Kreese is walking away and he turns around and he's like, you're a pushy little bastard. But I like that. I like that. And he turns around and he says, nobody touches the prima donna until the tournament, all right? And then you hear the Cobra Kai just agrees. And then cut to like all these pretty fucking, you don't understand, I didn't understand at the time, the first time I saw it. He's doing all these, um, he's, you don't know he's training him, but he has him doing like these tasks, like... It's just, uh, 
almost seems like chores to, to Daniel. You know, he's teaching him to wax, wax on, wax off, waxing the cars, wax on left hand, wax on right hand. And then um, paint the fence up, down, snap the wrist, paint the fence, paint the fence, paint the fence, side to side, side to side. Well, it gets to the point where Daniel just feels like he's having to do all these fucking chores. Freaks the fuck out on him. Says he's not training him. Well, surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. He, um, after he paints the fence and he's pissed off that he's not being trained properly. He, he fucking tells him, you know, show me, show me, uh. Wax on, wax off. And Daniel's like, wax on, wax off. And then, in fucking pure gold, I don't know if it was improvised or not, but Mr. Miyagi says, wax on, wax off. Like, he's just mocking him. Like, fuck you. Do what I fucking tell you to say. So he, he does wax on, wax off. And Mr. Miyagi throws these punches. And then he says, show me paint the fence. Paint the fence. And then he puts this whole fucking, this, this, he's like, he takes this deep breath. And then he fucking throws all these punches. And Danielson... Does paint the fence, wax on, wax off, sand the floor, sand the floor. And it is, it's fucking gold, man. This shit is gold. And then, um, so then he really starts training him karate style. Brings him on the beach, throws him in the water, tells him, learn balance. Oh, he's trying to learn his balance. Danielson looks over and he's, Mr. Miyagi's on this cement post. Which we don't know at the time, but he's doing the crane. And he's doing it like a bad motherfucker, man. And he asks him what it is. And then um, he asked asked him, you know, what about this move? And he said, if done right, no defense. So you're, so you're kind of sitting there and you're thinking, holy shit, really? There's no defense to this. Okay, that'll come up later. Now you know that. And then um, you see these two fucking bastards with beer on Mr. Miyagi's car. He asked them to move the beer kindly. These fucking rap bastards don't. That's a fucking Marshall Guthrie move, by the way. And, um, cut to, uh, you know, there's training going on. Um, Daniel has a date with Allie with an I. And he goes to, uh, like, I think it's called Fun Fun Place or some shit like that. Well, they play this song called fucking Young Hearts. And holy shit, I, I still, I got this soundtrack, by the way, man. I got it on my phone. This is a great soundtrack. Young Hearts is playing, and they're fucking playing all these cool video games, this hockey game. And then Johnny comes along with his friends, blah, blah, blah. They ruin it. Well, they're going to go on another date, and Johnny is at this place where Allie with an eye told Daniel to go. And they're slow dancing, and then he lays a kiss on her. And that's all Daniel sees. He doesn't see fucking the punch or whatever. That uh, she gives Johnny. He fucking falls. Gets a bunch of spaghetti sauce on him, right? And then, um... You know, he kind of looks like an asshole. He just fucking blows her off. Just like... I don't know, man. You're a teenager. You're fucking weird anyways when you're a teenager for the most part. Your hormones are all fucked up. And out of whack, which... I mean, let's be honest. That lasts for a while. <laughs> I'm 42 and shit ain't right yet. Anyways, um... So he goes to Mr. Miyagi's, and Mr. Miyagi's shit-faced. And he don't know why. And uh, he opens up that um, that he lost his wife. 
his wife and son during childbirth at this internment camp while he was what the fuck he was serving in World War Two in in Europe and he received the Medal of Honor which like damn Yagi and um through his you know he puts him to bed Miyagi's crying and then he bows to his sensei and then the next scene the next scenes are Danielson training by himself and uh, doing all these cool karate moves and um and then uh um sorry I just love this movie <laughs> and then uh it's Danielson's birthday and Mr. Miyagi being the bad motherfucker that he is baked this kid a fucking cake sings to him and and then uh gives him a gi and and uh it's the Miyagi Dojo gi and it's like holy shit we don't know that it's Miyagi Dojo yet but that's what it turns out to be and then he brings him outside to all these cars that he had him waxing and he tells him choose and he chooses this pimp fucking ride and um and uh, just gives him one of these cars, and it's awesome. And then, uh, and then he goes back to this fun place, and maybe that's when Young Hearts is playing. I don't know. I'm just like I said. I'm just ripping, riffing right now off the top of my head. And he sees Allie, and she's playing the shooting game with her buddy. And um, he jumps in front. And he's like, "Oh, okay, okay, I give up." And they're like, not having it because. Well, he's a fucking asshole for no reason. You know, he didn't get the whole story, which, you know, we're all guilty of. I'm still guilty of that, too, so I guess. But still, Ellie has every right to be pissed off at him. And then uh, her friend does the friend move and was like, yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't get the story, blah, blah, blah. So he goes and apologizes for being a jerk. And then um, they make up. She, he shows her the car and then like the next day is the tournament or whatever and then uh during the tournament he finds out that you have to be a black belt okay mr miyagi being this fucking smooth pimp fucking type of dude he fucking when he's registering danielson he's telling him miyagi do miyagi do karate and um he's leaning down and there's this duffel bag and this slick motherfucker Pulls out a black belt and hands it to Allie with an eye. And then um, Daniel gets ready, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't know the rules. Well, Allie with an eye knows the rules because, well, she's defeating. She used to date the defending, the reigning defending All-Valley Tournament champion, Johnny Lawrence. So, you know, she's telling him where the points are. You know, this, that, that, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know what to do in his first fight. He gets scared. And then um, he fucking lands a punch. Boom. And it's kind of cheesy, but it's also kind of cool. So you hear Allie with an eye saying, Daniel, you're the best. Well, surprise, motherfuckers. I told you earlier that this soundtrack is fucking phenomenally great. So at this exact moment, when she says, you're the best. You're the best starts playing by Joe Esposito. Now all you fucking bastards out there know that fucking song. That song's still fucking good, man. Play that song when you're fucking at work or fucking even if you're home just rubbing it out. Fucking play that song. You're going to fucking get in the groove. 
okay, so let's get on that, that song. Joe Esposito's You're the Best. There's this montage playing. Daniel's winning. And you see him and you start... He's, he's beating these Cobra Kai's. Well, one of the Cobra Kai's is Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. Now, he doesn't beat him, but... Anyways, so that song, You're the Best... That song was supposed to be in Rocky 3. Sylvester Stallone turned that song down for Eye of the Tiger. And so fucking um, it ended up being put on the Karate Kid a couple years later. And because um, Bill Conte actually, that motherfucker directed Rocky. So he knew Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone turned down You're the Best. He wanted... Originally, for Rocky Three, another one bites the dust, but couldn't get it. So, he ended up getting Eye of the Tiger. Anyways, so... You're the best is playing. Danielson's getting in his groove, finding his groove. And... He's beating Cobra Kai's. And then he gets to one of the Cobra Kai's. And, um... He's getting taped up. And, uh, Karate Billy Idol fucking confronts him in the locker room and he's like, pointer, no points, you're dead meat. And you fucking believe Karate Billy Idol. Dutch, that's his name, I just call him Karate Billy Idol because his hair kind of looks like Billy Idol who did karate. Anyways, well, he ends up meeting Dutch and he beats him and then he gets to the final four and lo and behold, the guy he's fighting is Cobra Kai and Johnny Lawrence is on the other side, so... He uh, gets told what to do, and he said, but I'll be disqualified. Well, he has to do it as a sensei, and he does it. Fucking kicks him in the fucking leg, takes a cheap shot. He's disqualified. Doesn't look like our fucking hero is going to make it. Well, surprise, motherfuckers. He has his heart-to-heart speech with um, Mr. Miyagi. He's like, didn't want to do this for anybody. Didn't want to do it for Ali. Wanted to do it for me. And then you just hear this. And you better, you motherfuckers out there better be rubbing your fucking hands together making it warm like I am, alright? <laughs> he does this thing, and earlier he had done this to Danielson's shoulder, and you hear it crack and shit. Well, he's doing this to his knee, so you know this shit's gonna work. And you think he has to, they cut to Dan, or Johnny Lawrence about to receive his trophy. Well, surprise motherfucker, Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight. Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight. Holy shit, man. Young fucking Bruce and young ass Milo were pretty fucking excited at this point in our lives. We're fucking feeling ourselves. We're fucking feeling this shit. My dad's having a great time because his boys are all fucking about this movie. So they start fighting. They're going back and forth. And um, Daniel actually bloodies his Johnny Lawrence's nose. And then um, the ref stops and he said, go to your sensei. Go to your sensei. Turn, kneel. And Johnny Lawrence goes to his sensei. And like kind of forcefully his sensei wipes his fucking nose. Like in a way that if any of you guys listen to this. I get a bloody nose. And one of you motherfuckers wipe my nose. Like sensei crease. Wipe Johnny Lawrence's nose. I'm going to fucking throat punch you you bastards. Actually I'm just going to throat punch Marshall. If you do that to me I'm going to throat punch Marshall. He's a fucking punk. And um. He said, sweep the leg. And he's like, what? He's like, you got a problem with that? No, sensei. No mercy. He goes out there 
He sweeps the fucking leg, and it looks cool as shit, man. He fucking sweeps him, boom, right, left, bam, bam, fucking drops him with this sweet fucking kick to the face after he swept his leg. And then, um, get catches a kick from Danielson, he fucking elbows his knee, boom, shits down. You think it's over, you think that's it. Wrong. Gets up, and uh, next point wins. Fucking Daniel gets in the crane position that he saw his fucking Mr. Miyagi doing. Johnny Lawrence is in this fucking badass position. And the music picks up. And Johnny Lawrence kind of slowly goes forward. Then he goes forward. He gets kicked in the fucking face for his troubles. Danielson wins. Um, Johnny Lawrence actually kind of does a face turn. He fucking, you're all right, LaRusso hands him the trophy. Fucking Danielson's getting picked up by these fucking rat bastard friends that ditched him when he got beat up at the very beginning of the movie. These rat bastards are fucking holding him up. Because he just beat up the kid that beat him up. Now he's the karate kid. Um, So that's my review on that. And I fucking love that movie. Sorry the review wasn't more in depth. But there is uh, three secrets. Well, there's three sequels, technically. I only like two of them. Karate Kid Part 2, My Auntie Patty took me to. I love that movie, which actually yesterday was the anniversary of it being released. Um, So cut to, you know, how it affected a lot of people. After this movie came out, and after it was on HBO in Metlakatla, Sunday Night Movie of the Week on HBO. All of us. Every fucking one of us were at the fucking school the next day practicing the crane kick. Practicing, trying to do the crane kick in a fight. Like, dude, I ain't coming by you. That's the fucking crane kick, man. I'm not gonna, no, fuck you. I'm not gonna go over by you. Karate class opened up briefly. I had karate pajamas. Not the Miyagi-Do pajamas or those bad fucking ass Cobra Kai geese. But I'm fucking vibing with this shit, man. I try karate for a little bit. It doesn't last because just not really anybody to teach the class in Matlakatla. <laughs> I like this movie so much. I came to school with a fucking band-aid over my fucking eyebrow like Danielson did. And um, <laughs> I just thought it was cool. It was a cool look, man. He was he, To cover up his black eye, he had these aviator glasses, which I thought were the fucking bomb. Like, just... I thought these were the coolest shades ever. I still haven't found... I, I found a pair of shades like that before I came over here for for a trip. And I kind of found a pair of sunglasses like that. But they weren't. They were close. And, um, you know, my face my, my face and my head weren't that size that they are now. So I was just this kid walking around with these huge aviators on. And I wanted these camouflage jeans that uh, Danielson wore. Well, I got a cool-ass fucking dad, guys, and I got a pair of fucking camouflage jeans, man. <laughs> uh, I fucking felt cool, man. My dad's awesome. I fucking love him. I love both my parents. I love a lot of people, man. Come on, man. I'm a fucking easygoing guy. Anyways, um, so I got these camouflage jeans that are just fucking totally pimp, man. I'm fucking... I'm digging this shit, man. Um... My buddy Richie had actually these cool fucking aviators that looked almost exactly like Daniel LaRusso's. And Richie let me borrow them, man. So, uh, thank you, bro. I don't know if you remember that, but 
Maybe get me another pair of fucking aviators, man. I'll be fucking cool like Danielson. <laughs> so over the years, I've always just come back to this movie and uh, introduced my daughter to it. And she loves the movie, man. And it's awesome. And it actually, like I said, it spawned Karate Kid Part 2 and the Karate Kid Part 3. Karate Kid Part 3, okay, it's not, it's not gold, but I still enjoy it. And then they had this other one called The Next Karate Kid with Hilary Swink, which I didn't really enjoy that much. I watched it one time at the teen center with a bunch of other people. And it was just like, okay, I mean, I don't need that again in my life ever. And then they fucking remade it and it was horrible. And I say it's horrible because I'm never going to watch that remake that came out nine years ago. And uh, fuck that. Fuck you if you watched it. Well, last year, they released Cobra Kai Season 1. Holy shit, man. I recommend watching Cobra Kai Season 1. And then when you're done, just keep on watching through Cobra Kai Season 2. At some point, I am going to review Cobra Kai Season 1 and Cobra Kai Season 2. But right now, this is just a Karate Kid and how much I fucking love it. And (laughs) how I had the same camouflage jeans that Danielson had. Now, I kind of had a pair of aviators, but hey, man, my bro Richie had the aviators and fucking let me borrow them, man, which fucking give yourself a big Matumbo thumbs up, bro. Um, It's just cool, man, which is, uh, I remember one time I was, uh, I think I got punched, I think I I got punched or something by Robert Hewson not long after this, I just got fucking clocked, boom. Well, Richie always had my back. Now, how he had my back was he fucking kicked fucking Bahusi in the face when Bahusi, because Bahusi just kind of punched me from behind. I mean, I'm sure I said something on my mouthy motherfucker, so let's be real. Anyways, Richie's a cool guy. If you see him, fucking tell him what's up and tell him he made it onto a podcast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, cut to 2000 and, um, I was uh, going to pick up my buddy Marshall, who, he is a rat bastard, mind you, but he's still my bro. <laughs> and when I picked him up, I had just made a sweet mixtape. We're talking 19 years ago, so video, or video, cassette tapes were still around. Actually, no, this one was, I made a burned CD at Ira's house. And the first song on there was Cruel Summer by Bananarama. So I pick up Marshall and I play it and he's like, hey, Karate Kid. And then we started talking about how cool that movie still is. So anyways, I recommend it. I give it uh, two big, two very big thumbs up and one huge waiwa. Waiwa. Um, watch it. Love it. Uh, you ever want to talk about it? Fucking stop me. I'll fucking, I love talking Karate Kid, man. Actually, I'll pretty much talk. You, you want to talk? I'll, I'll fucking bullshit with you, man. I fucking... I like to flap my gums, man. Um, so, in short, watch The Karate Kid. Uh, download the soundtrack. Now, Cruel Summer isn't on that soundtrack. That song actually, I believe it got released in 80, 82, 83. And then it just struck. Like I said, it was perfect fucking scene where they entered. Or where they decided to put Cruel Summer with Danielson at the beginning when he's riding his bike to school. That song still fucking rocks. It actually got remade for season two. It got slowed way down as only acoustic, which I normally hate because everything right now, hey, let's uh, remake a popular song into acoustic and we'll sing really slow. 
get the fuck out of here with that unoriginal bullshit, man. Except A Cruel Summer. <laughs> I like that remake of it. I don't know, I'm kind of iffy on the um, remake that Ace of Base did, which I like Ace of Base, but don't don't remake my Cruel Summer, man. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this tomorrow, I hope you enjoy it. Um, I hope you think I'm improving on my podcast because I want you guys to enjoy it. I'm loving the feedback everybody's been giving me. A lot of you have uh, reshared it for me on Facebook. And and um, if you can't find it, just hit me up on Messenger. I'll send you the link. If you have my number, text me. Um, so uh, I, I guess what? Let's uh, this Halloween. Let's all dress up in the skeleton costumes and go as the Cobra Kai. But since I got the blonde wig. I'm going to be Johnny, motherfuckers. So, um, I hope everybody has a good day. Uh, I'm recording this on a Friday, and it's my mom's birthday. So, happy birthday, mom. I love you. Keep, (laughs) keep sweeping the leg of cancer and kicking it right in the fucking face like you're doing. Uh, breast cancer. My mom's kicking breast cancer's ass. I have two aunties who kick breast cancer's ass. I got... I mean, we all have somebody fighting the fight, man, and, you know, let's all kick fucking, fuck cancer, man, fuck you cancer, you fucking fuck faces, or whatever, fuck cancer, uh, watch the Karate Kid, smile, hope you like my review, and, um, sweep the leg, motherfuckers.